Hello, this is Father Randy Sly with another installment of Day by Day, where each day we take a look at a reading from Holy Scripture found in the Daily Mass. And today is Friday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time. Today's also a feast day. Today is the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. <clears throat> a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate of the law of the Lord. <clears throat> now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Messiah of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law with regard to him or in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. <clears throat> the child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> There's a lot to unpack here in this passage and especially about this feast, many different parts of it that all have really wonderful and beautiful meaning uh, for us. Uh, as we see in the very beginning of the passage, it says, when the days were completed for their purification, and there was a 40-day period uh, after birth uh, for a woman to wait until she went to the temple and offered uh, a sacrifice for her purification. And so, uh, according to the law of Moses, uh, after those 40 days um, were, were waited, and uh, it was even during this time that um, Jesus was circumcised, 
that they went up to the temple. They offer this uh, sacrifice of uh, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons for the purification of the mother. And then also uh, the child himself is presented to the Lord, especially uh, this is true for the firstborn male who is claimed by God uh, for his service. Now, what happened instead is that the tribe of Levi took the place of the firstborn males. That way, uh, when a male is born in the family, they go and present him to the Lord, but his actual service is represented by the tribe of Levi who did not receive any inheritance of land. So anyway, this still is a, a custom uh, uh, that is uh, needed to uh, be followed in uh, the Holy Family. So uh, being uh, righteous in their relationship with God through the Old Covenant, they brought Jesus to the temple. But in that coming, in that coming to the temple, some powerful things began to happen. First, we have the encounter of the Holy Family with Simeon. Now, this man was... Uh, confident he had been given a promise by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death until he had witnessed the Messiah. And it was amazing to think about that he was there. I mean, the, the nation of Israel had been waiting for 800 years for the Messiah since the time that we had the instruction from Isaiah that this is something that would take place. And he gave real specific instruction about it. But 800 years had passed by. Nonetheless, here is Simeon who really trusted in his heart that God had spoken to him, that he would see the Messiah before his death. What great anticipation he must have, not only for himself, but as it says in the scripture, for the consolation of Israel. And so we have here Simeon, as he comes into the temple, and I love the way it's described, it says he came in the spirit. And so there was some sense in him that he was to go to the temple that day. And as he came in and was there in the temple, here come the parents bringing Jesus. And immediately as he sees the couple and as he sees the, the baby, his heart is flooded and the Holy Spirit begins to overtake him prophetically. And again, he blesses God. Now, Master, may your servant go in peace. He knew that he had seen the Messiah. And, and what a gift to the Holy Family that Mary and Joseph would see that they didn't have to worry about Jesus being revealed. They didn't have to uh, take any concern that they had to figure out a way for him to be, uh, to be confirmed by the nation of Israel. God would take care of that. And so here is Simeon. Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. My eyes have seen your salvation. So here he confirms to the Holy Family and to those that are there in the temple that this is the Messiah. What a, what a powerful thing. And he blessed the parents who were amazed again that God would prepare Simeon for this occasion. They had no idea beyond uh, Mary offering her sacrifice 
and presenting Jesus as the firstborn male, they had no idea that anything else would happen at the temple. Again, great confidence then in this, that they would, in fact, find great consolation in knowing that uh, Jesus was going to be confirmed by those around as the Messiah when his time comes. The other thing that happens is we have the beginning of the seven sorrows of the Blessed Mother, the seven sorrows of Mary. And um, that is where uh, Mary hears Simeon prophesy to her specifically, this child is destined for a fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted. There are people going to stand against him. And you yourself, a sword will pierce. Well, that's the first piercing right there is hearing that your sword, your soul is going to be pierced. Your heart is going to be, be hit hard by a sword of, of sorrow. And, um, and it's interesting, again, <clears throat> that this begins a journey that the Blessed Mother has that uh, takes uh, a, a great deal of courage to face. Yes, she is the mother of God, and she gave birth to this child who was now 40 days of age from the day of his birth. But there's much more to come. And in whatever happens in the future, Mary knows that there are times where her heart will be pierced. Now, a second person comes and confirms the Jesus being the Messiah. <clears throat> Again, it's Anna, uh, who is a widow that had been living many years in the temple. And again, she told the people at the time what an amazing uh, gift this was. Um, and here we have, again, Jesus being confirmed as the one who is the Messiah, the Son of God. And as it says here, that she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child who were all who were waiting the redemption of Jerusalem. And uh, one of the things that we have here is there's a bit of a gap between this part and the next part where it says, when they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law, they returned to Galilee in their own town of Nazareth. But between the presentation of the Lord and their return to Nazareth, they have the visit of the Magi who visit them in uh, Bethlehem. And they're in a house at this time. And then they flee to Egypt. And then they return to Nazareth. But Luke here goes right through that part as Matthew has already explained it to the people. So Matthew has them already in Nazareth and preparing for the next encounter of Jesus in Jerusalem as he goes there at the age of 12. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, again, as we saw, there are many different parts to unpack in the presentation in the temple in terms of his presentation and, of course, the sacrifice of Mary, his mother, for her purification. But then also the prophetic encounter. And what we have to do is remember that in a few weeks we're going to enter into a Lent, a time where we too 
well go through uh, some of the uh, great encounters where Mary's heart was pierced by a sword of sorrow. And of course, the last one would be at the cross where she held the body of her lifeless son. So we've got a lot that's going on in our church, a lot that's going on in our spiritual journey uh, in the next several weeks and in the next couple of months as we prepare for a Holy Lent and also prepare for a wonderful Resurrection Easter. So may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.